Dave McCormick joins us, running for Senate. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, Marty. How are you? Hey, Dave, I don't give a crap what your favorite beer is or how you pronounce your beer. <laughs> I, I don't give a crap if you live in Squirrel Hill, man. In fact, if you perform, I don't give a damn where you live. I don't care if you live on, on the moon. Is that okay? Are we cool with that? Uh, we're good with that. That's great. Because people get stuck in this BS. Man, one of the dumbest things I ever heard is these idiots who were abusing you because they thought you didn't present, pr pronounce yangling right. To which I say, Dave, is this as good as it gets, sir? Is it really? <laughs> is it? Well, listen, first of all, Come on. I, if, if, if that's the way to pronounce it, then I've been pronouncing it wrong since I was drinking it as a kid growing up in Bloomsburg. <laughs> hey, that's the so other that's, thing. That's part of the problem. This guy, if you really, as an adult, look at his track record, he's from here. He's a badass. Unbelievable military background. He's a rich guy. And I'm proud to say that. And I'm proud to be successful, Dave. So good for you. He has an amazing family. To that, to that point, considering what you have going for you in your life, why the hell would you get your butt kicked every day because <laughs> you mispronounce the name of a beer? I'm serious. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the reason is that, uh, as you said, I've, I've uh, had everything America has to offer. I've been blessed. Everything that uh, Pennsylvania has to offer. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. And the country we love and know is at risk. You know, it's slipping away in, in many ways. We see it all over the place. We see it with huge challenges on the global stage, uh, with the barbarism of Hamas in yep. Israel, with uh, the saber rattling in China. And we see it at home. We see it with a 40-year high in inflation. We see it with the fentanyl crisis. And we see it with what's happening on our campuses. Like, I don't, I don't recognize it. Ignorant. So in that moment, you know, you, if you're sitting in my shoes, you could say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, not worry about it. I've, you know, I've, I've been blessed. Or you say, boy, if people who've been blessed don't jump in there and, and try to change things, then we're going to be lost. And so that's why I'm doing it. And uh, I feel lucky to be able to do it. I feel fortunate and, uh, and proud uh, but I'm doing it for the for the reason I, I'm not you know I'm not doing it to be a senator I'm doing it to make a difference because uh, if people don't do that we're not going to recognize our country for for our kids and their kids. Hey man, let's get real here though. The last election, pretty much about a month ago, and I mean this, yeah. and you're a smart guy, you know this. Yeah. Republicans got their butts kicked, man. I mean, serious numbers, uh, Dave, statewide. Yeah. Here's my thing for you. How will you do things different to overcome that? Yeah, well, the first thing is we we gotta we gotta fix this, this mail-in ballot issue. We've got to fix this mail-in ballot issue. Last time when I ran in twenty-two, uh, Mehmet Oz you know, beat me by nine hundred uh, points, yep. nine hundred votes. Yep. He went into the general election six hundred and some thousand votes down on election day because mail -in we cannot let that happen. So we got to have a major effort. Um, to uh, get out there and get people who don't vote with regularity, Republicans, to register and get their mail-in ballots and vote. And, and there's a big effort underway to do that. That's part of it. Second thing we got to do, I mean, I got to do two things at the same time to win this. One, I got to get our people, people that typically um, vote as Republicans, out. They've got to come out. It's got to be a great voter turnout, which means I got to 
spend time in my pickup truck and go to every uh, county in, in the in the Commonwealth and get people excited that we can win again. And I want to tell you in a minute why we can. And then second, you know, there's 10% of the, the voters in Pennsylvania that are persuadables. You know, 90% of them are probably already going to vote who they're going to vote for. Yep. But there's persuadable voters, and I need to appeal to those persuadable voters and say, listen, this is about the future of the country. Do you think things are going well right now? Do you, are you satisfied with the status quo? If you're satisfied with the status quo, vote for Bob Casey. He's been a 98% voting record with Joe Biden. If you want to shake things up and change the future of the country, then vote for me. And that's the, that's the case I have to make. And I, I think the reason I'm optimistic is 80% of Pennsylvanians, 80% of Americans think the country's headed in the wrong direction. You know, nobody thinks this is working. And so um, I think that that lays the groundwork for change. My man, you said something so relevant. These elections end up being over before they start because Democrats right. mail in and Republicans don't. I blame that on Trump because he scared the hell yeah. out of Republicans to think that that fixed the election. Is that fair? That hurt us. Is that yeah, fair? that hurt us. Yeah, President Trump's saying he wasn't in favor of him. He's got a huge following, to state the obvious. Now, he's, I think he's changed his tune on that. He has now said that uh, I, I bet he's in favor of mail-in ballots, and I think and I hope he'll say more and more of that um, if he's a nominee or whatever role he plays, because I think getting people to believe that this is the path to victory is is absolutely critical. And so I'm putting a lot of time and energy into that because uh, it's one of the must-dos to win. Are you going to campaign as a Trump guy? I'm going to campaign as my own guy. You know, um, I've uh, I ran last time on many of Trump's policies. I thought President Trump's policies were, were good in many ways. I'm happy to tell you which ones. Right. But but it's also clear that, uh, you know, President Trump and I don't agree on everything. He uh, he obviously uh, endorsed uh, Mehmet Oz, but he also came came out against me. So I can uniquely stand up and say I am my own man. I'm a self-made person. I'm running. The only people I owe anything to are the people of Pennsylvania, and you know they can count on me to be forthright about what I believe, and they can count on me to fight for what I think is right for them. So America does hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars in business with China. It's a fact. Heck, most yeah. of our cars have parts. Most of our phones have parts from China. Yet you've been painted as a bad guy because you did business in China. Can you overcome that? Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely can overcome it. Um, and um, and I think the question is, um, if you believe, as I believe, that China poses an existential threat to our future, economically, from a national security perspective, if you believe that, then the question is, who's going to lead? Who's going who's gonna to lay out a path? Who's going to be able to do the things that are necessary to change the direction with China and put us in a position where we're not dependent on China, where we have military strength to fight back against China and, and peace through strength. And, uh, and I'm unique in this respect. You know, I went to China first as a young man. I'm, I've been to China a number of times as a, as a, as a government official. I've negotiated with the Chinese. Right. I've given uh, speeches 15 years ago about the risk of China and its technology. And I'm obviously a military person. So yesterday in Philadelphia, I laid out a very specific plan about what I would do as a U.S. senator to, to build our capability to, to push back on China. And it's everything from uh, a full-blown effort to stop the flow of fentanyl. Um, it's stopping the strategic purchases of, of banning the strategic purchases of farmland from the Chinese uh, 
uh, in the United States. It's stopping our dependence on China for lithium batteries and solar panels. It's, it's, it's pulling back from prefer- the PNTR, the, the trade benefits that we gave to China that they haven't followed the rules. So there's a whole series of things we need to do, and I'm uniquely equipped to do it. And the point I made is, listen, in the last you know month or last uh, year, rather, Bob Casey with re-election looming has started to talk tough on China, but the track record of doing things on China for him is very weak. And I've got a track record of doing lots of hard things in national security and in business, and I'll be uniquely equipped to actually take the fight to China. And, hey, and Dave, that's before you go, do you I think guess. the 2020 yes, election was stolen, sir? I do not. Good no, I think um, I think uh, President Biden is the president. Um, and listen, I feel equipped to be a U.S. senator. I feel ready to go. I'm not sure I'm ready to take on the donut wars. I, I need to study. <laughs> hey, listen, my man. I know. Hey, <laughs> part, of, part hey. of being a good senator is knowing when you're not ready to go on something quite yet. Hey, have we <laughs> lost our minds knowing that this campaign could cost a half billion dollars? Half a billion, sir. Have we lost our minds? Well, it is unbelievable how much these uh, elections cost. Um, the only thing I can say is the reason it costs so much and the reason the Democrats are going to put hundreds of millions of dollars into this campaign against me, negative attacks, yep. all the things that are going to happen yep. is because the stakes are so high. They are. They know that Pennsylvania is a battleground state, yep. the most, most consequential state. Yep. And if I'm our senator, if I'm Pennsylvania senator, I will be a big voice for the country and taking our commonwealth in the right direction, and it'll flip the majority in the Senate. And that's why um, you're seeing um, all the Democratic money come into it. And, you know, that's the, that's the fight that I'll have to take on. Dave McCormick, it's a pleasure. What's your favorite beer, man? <laughs> well, listen, my favorite beer is Yingling. How about that? <laughs> Dave McCormick, <laughs> thank you, sir. Hey, good to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right, man. Bye-bye. So, hey, um, this accident... Inbound Liberty Tunnels last night. Horrible. Man. Man. I, uh... It was so bad. This was right... What, what time is that? About 4.35 o'clock. What was it seven cars? I'm looking at pictures of some of the cars. The guys who know this business, who were at that scene, the cars were so torn up they did not know what kind of car it was. It's that bad. The accident was that bad. Honestly, man, I don't give a damn whether people can get to a Steeler game. I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, I hope nobody's dead. My boys that do this for a living could not recognize the maker model of several of the cars involved in that accident. So, I'm sitting there, oh wow, nine cars total, six got towed. Wow. I'm sitting there trying to figure out what happened, right? So here's what I'm told. Cars are sitting there at a red light, right there at the exit of the Liberty Tunnels as you get onto the bridge headed towards downtown. Most of them were up going to the Steeler game. Okay? So it's all backed up. They're sitting at the red light. 
guy from behind they see going at least 60 miles an hour. And this is the initial investigation. It has not been determined officially yet. That the driver who was going more than 60 miles an hour had a medical condition. Man. Who knows what that means? Could be heart attack, could be seizure, could be stroke, right? Diabetic shock. Who knows? So according to investigators, the driver of this car barreled into all those cars at the red light at um, more than 60 miles an hour. My goodness. And I mean this. I don't give a damn about whether or not people can get to a Steeler game. That kind of sucks sitting in line. However, comma. When you see cars torn up like that, you just hope and pray that no one died. And as of this morning, no one has. But there are several folks hospitalized and one in critical condition. Man, pretty cool day. Hey, Samantha, go open those donuts again. Come on, Samantha. You're afraid, aren't you? I don't want, I don't want him to take them away and then it's my fault. So Zeiss hates it when I open the donut box, right? Yes. And then he shuts it, and then he raises hell. Yes. So I had you open it. He didn't see you, but then he came to you and said what? Well, because I walked in looking suspicious, and he was like, was that you? And wow. I was like, yes, but Marty told me to do it. Wow. You I ratted th- me out. I threw you under the bus immediately. Patrick, open the donut box, please, before we start this wonderful story. Come on, Patrick has no problem raising hell. Is it closed? Yeah, yeah, open it up. Oh, gosh. We got to do this. Why are we doing this? Because we can. Something about... (laughs) Something about an open donut box. Zeiss goes off. He's going to move them all into the fan studio. So what? He can watch over them? Yes. He's going to guard the donuts? Yes. He will monitor the donuts. You find that a little odd, don't you? Well, yes, of course, but... Now, Patrick is opening the donut box right now. I wonder if Zeiss busted him and if he's confronting him in the hall. Well, if we start hearing screaming (laughs) and yelling and... Uh Uh-oh. What happened? What happened? Here comes Patrick. What happened out there? Uh, He hasn't seen it yet, but I did just send you a picture. I propped it up so it's going to stay up. My man Patrick, let's go to something good. Tell us about this uh, man that sent us this very emotional voicemail. Uh, so uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. Yep. We, we got a, a voicemail on the Get Marty line uh, from a disabled gentleman who uh, really was just kind of stuck. Yep. Uh, he's a you know a semi-retired uh, restaurant worker yep. who uh, has trouble walking. Uh, bad knees. He's fully on disability, so fixed income, limited income, hot water tank guys. He's got no hot water for and, a while. Uh, yeah, yep. for for several weeks. Yep, yep. Well, uh, you know, we made a phone call to our friends over at Greater Pittsburgh uh, Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Man, did they respond? Oh, I love these guys. I gotta grab Rob. Yes. What's up, Rob? Hey, how are you doing? How are you, my man? 
Oh, not too bad. I'd be better with a Pittsburgh cream donut. See? See what I'm saying? Hey, Rob, tell us about this <laughs> yes, guy because you went into the house. What did you see? Uh, it's in pretty rough shape, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a tough thing to see, especially around the holidays, but it's uh, it's uh, it's real good to give back, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was uh, some pretty rough shape down there. And by the way, it's kind of nasty too, isn't it, in his basement, Patrick? Yeah, there's there's some other plumbing issues going like, on. Like raw sewage, and, right? Uh, it's not raw sewage, but uh, the drain is backing up. Because uh, He hasn't been using the bathroom at his house because he had no water. So he doesn't actually even go to the bathroom in his own house right now. What, does he go next door or something? He does. And so, Rob, you went in there and you installed a hot water heater, right? Yeah, I uh, unfortunately because of the drain issue, I couldn't uh, I couldn't drain it to his drains and the floor drains or anything, so I had to take a transfer pump to actually pump the water out of the um, out of the tank from the basement Whoa. to get it outside and uh, and couldn't get all the water out of it, so you know we had to take it out um, about halfway, quarter way full. Um, but uh, yeah, we got it swapped out for him. Um, you know, worked it out. So I love this company, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing. Heating and cooling, they never say no. For a guy like you who goes into these homes all the time, some of this stuff, ma'am, I don't think people get it, do they, Rob, that there are a lot of folks that can't afford the simple things, like a hot water heater, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's really not a simple thing. Nope. You know what I mean? It's uh, hot water is important, and yep. you really don't know what it's like to be without it until you got to go without it. It's uh, It's a big deal. Rob, it's a safety thing too, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hey, Rob, this stuff isn't cheap anymore. People just say, "Wow, well, it's a couple hundred bucks." No way, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you're uh, you're not going to get all the parts to to swap the water heater out for a couple hundred bucks. It's uh, you know the heater itself is yeah, it's it's not cheap. It's, but and the whole job is are they thousand dollars now to get this thing done? Yeah, yeah. Depending on the. Um, the application, you know what I mean? Access is a big deal. The sizing of the water heater. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's not just the tank. You know, it's it's the labor to do it. It's the gas yep. to get there. It's, yep. You know, it's uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Rob with Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For you personally, though, man, because you're so good at this, it's got to be rewarding to be able to go in there with a guy that hasn't had water hot water in so long and actually change his life seriously right yeah yeah no it's nice it's nice to work for a company like this it's the people i work for are great um they believe in giving back to the community and uh you know it's it's really nice to be given the opportunity to be able to do that all right my man rob thanks brother you did a hell of a job man all right thanks you too brother oh, good stuff they never say no in fact Bobby Williams, who's the man over there who I love, he calls us and says, let us help someone. He calls us, right? He sure does. There are so many people, folks, you'd be shocked. Actually, it gets kind of depressing. That don't have hot water. That don't have furnaces. That have holes in their roofs. I'm, I'm flat out serious. And for us, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. Well, yeah, and we've seen it all. We've seen... Oh homes with holes in the roofs where you've got kiddie pools set up to collect the water. True. It's frightening. But at the end of the day, the partners that we have, the companies like Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the reason why they are our partners is because they give a damn. Hey, um, 
when are you posting this video so people can actually see it? Uh, I'm working on that video right now, uh, along with a whole bunch of other projects we've got going on. My man, Patrick. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Marty. We're doing really cool stuff next week. We're going to go into five different homes and uh, fill those houses with furniture. Thanks, folks. Bum, bum. We have a restaurant we love called um, Altius. And once a year, we take the kids to someplace fancy. And we're taking them there the, the 28th. You get dressed up. It's kind of expensive, but it's gorgeous. It's the most beautiful view in Pittsburgh. And it's on Mount Washington. It's kind of pricey. I saw something yesterday that I've never seen before. You make a reservation. You make a reservation. And Colin Dunlap's here. To hold that reservation, my man, you got to pay $25 a person. Well, it's a small restaurant. They don't want people sticking them up. Right on. If it's five people, it's probably 500 bucks. Right. To be honest, we do this once a year. I don't mind that. People get all hacked off. I don't. Why? It's their business, right? We make sure you're there. Right. Show up. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to hold a table and then get a zero. Hey, you know Zeiss. You're, you're tight. Yes. Right. So I intentionally open the donut box to irritate him. I know. We've been down this road. Why does he get irritated about this? I know he's got some quirks. <laughs> he has, he has some quirks. Yeah, I I told you I don't eat anything that comes in here really. Right. Told you my rules, right? Go. Oh, I, I didn't tell you this. I have to. I think I've told you this. No, yeah, maybe yeah. I haven't. So I right. have had to have seen you come in and walk with right, it right. in here. Right. I have to like you. Whoa. Right. Because so it's personal. Personal. I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and chit chat. And you made some brownies, and we act like we're friends. Okay. I honestly, because we're just faking. And the third one. Yeah, yeah. If we've crossed those ones, yeah, the, yeah. those two thresholds. I saw you walk in with it because I don't know how long it's been sitting there. Right. Two. I like you personally. Right. The third one is this. I need to deem that your that I believe your house or the area in which you prepared that is clean. So you might have some quirks, too, then, based on what you're telling me. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, the I, I eat very few things that are brought into this office. Right, right. One thing that meets all of those criteria, yeah. Rasmussen's ba- banana bread. Nice, man. You know what? I see him bring it in when he brings it in. I like him personally, and I know he is clean. You know, there's people, I, will, I'll, I won't name them, that work around this building. They'll make food or bring it in, whatever. Yeah. Then you go to their Facebook page, yeah. and in the back they got, and they'll have pictures. There'll be two dogs laying on a cabinet, wow, so counters, you're, you're or researching whatever. Researching this stuff, not researching it, but I'll make a mental note of the back of people's social media, and I'll so say, do "All you sports guys have quirks." I I got a lot of quirks, <laughs> but here's the thing: I got a real closed circle. This is why I don't fit in in the sports writing community, yeah. and I'm fine with it. I do. You don't... remember how we met? No, you don't. Me and you. Yeah, you wrote an article about me when I was coming back from Dallas. I, you know what? I did. You did. I didn't bang. I didn't crush you though. You were honest. We kind of went at it, but th- we're that's close okay. friends now. Um, you I know, did... we've been compared to each other. That's okay. We're it could be a, worse. We're both kind of a pain in the ass. Well, it's a term of endearment. But you give a damn. Correct. Well, here's the thing. I don't fit in in that community all yeah, that yeah. well because I don't want to sit in there and die in a press box and go to some bar and <laughs> tell all kinds of stories all night. I want to do my job. Get it done. Go home and hang out with my family. What about the folks that say you're a jagoff because you want Tomlin fired? He's just as good as uh, as Cower was, and you didn't ask for him to be fired. Well, actually, it kind of dwindled at the end of 
cower. It did. Um, and Noel. And Noel, right. And here's the thing. Yeah. The one thing that people say that I think is left right now is, right, right. who are you going to get that's better? That That's the one thing people are clinging to. Yeah. Whenever Cower was hired and whenever Tomlin was hired, no one in this town knew who they were. True. They, they just didn't. So no one was clamoring and yelling for them to come in. So it, it actually doesn't matter that you don't have someone at top of mind that you think is better. But the real world in this town, he'll never be fired. Ever. Tomlin. Ever. He'd have to resign or retire somewhat. He may have one of those meetings with Art II at some point. Yeah. But he may not want to do this either. Are they the worst team in the NFL? They lost to the two worst teams in the NFL. Um, They have the widest swinging pendulum. I see. I don't know if they're the worst. Why would anyone want to see them in the playoffs? They suck. Well, that's it's funny you bring that up. I'm going to talk to, talk about that a little bit as we move forward today. Is it sacrilege to root for your favorite team to lose? Because it might be what's best. Right. Lose to create change. And get a better draft pick. Lose right. to increase the talent pool. Correct. But can you do that whenever that game flashes on your television on Sunday? Can no, you really I say, I can't. I, I, I can't bring it I with, love them. within me? I can't do that, I love Marty. the Steelers. Huh. It hurts me to the, to the butt, to my core. I was miserable last night. Same. Miserable. Colin Dunlap, my brother, next.